0: You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Right, so if, you, if you've if you been with us anytime the last four weeks, you'll know we're doing the book before the baby, uh, Malachi. And uh, we're wrapping it up today. Um, and so we're going to finish. We've gone through a whole book the last four weeks. And so if you've got your Bibles or there's Bibles in the back or you've got your phones, please turn to Ma- uh, Malachi 3.0. 13 we're going to finish this uh prophetic book that is 400 years before jesus came the book before the baby let me read so actually sorry let me give you a bit of background in case you are just joining us um and if you are just joining us and you wish you heard the other three, you can online. So please, we do have a podcast, Burley Church of Christ, and you can go and there and have a listen to the previous weeks. But it is, basically it's a conversation between the people of the time and God through the prophet Malachi. And having this debate, it's almost like a court case. And God in his grace is responding through Malachi. So let me read the final part of this. You have spoken... Arrogantly against me, says the Lord. This is Malachi three thirteen. Yet you ask, what have we said against you? You have said it is futile to serve God. What do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about like mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly evildoers prosper, and even when they put God to the test, they get away with it. That's the people having another dig at God. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other. This is talking about another group uh, of the same people, the Israelites, another group. And the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honoured his name. On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possessions. I will spare them just as the Father has compassion and spares his Son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those that serve God and those who do not. Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and evildoer will be stubble. And the day that is coming will not set them on fire. will set them on fire, sorry, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays. And you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. Then you will trample on the wicked. There will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees, the laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. See, I'll send the prophet Elijah to you before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of their parents to their kids and the hearts of the children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. So lots in, it, lots in it to cover in four weeks, but we've been trying to basically look at the main themes that are coming out. And the main question we've asked the last four weeks has something to do with 400 years later, or two and a half thousand years ago, Jesus was born. And you'd think with all the prophetic literature with all the promises that were coming, with all the signs that were in the sky, you would think there would be more people that would be there when Jesus was born. But instead, there's some smelly shepherds. The kings came, or the wise men came a little bit later, but they figured it out. And Mary and Joseph, in what can be translated as a cave or a stable. And then later on, we know his own people turn against him And kill him as he grows up which we're going to remember how did they miss out that's been the theme how on earth did they not see what God was doing and then I think about my Christmas and in a spiritual sense as we remember Jesus as we go into 2019 the question we've been asking is how do we not miss out how do we make sure that we're beside Jesus in 2019 And not distracted by the same things that humankind get distracted by all the time. And so that's been the theme. How do we not miss out this Christmas on what Jesus is doing and into next year? And so I've had this little diagram up over the last few weeks. um, And it's coming up in a moment. Yeah, that's it. Um, Even go to the next one, Miriam. Just zoomed in a bit. And um, basically we've been following this path. And so we basically, over the last three weeks, have been saying it shows this journey for these people. First of all, it started Malachi, they needed to know God's heart. They needed to know. It starts the book with a conversation about God's love and what he's done for them. They forget that. Then it says their worship or sacrifice is half-hearted. And also talks that they're giving worship and sacrifice to other things. So we know they're capable of full worship. It's just not to God. And so they get more distracted. And then last week we talked about then their lives start to fall apart, start to crack, the cracks, their marriages, their relationships, their community all starts to fall apart. And we talk about this idea that so often we talk about heaven and hell and the ultimate end and we make it like a threat. If you don't do this, he's going to get you. And there's elements of justice happening at the end. But there's also God and through the prophet Malachi and today saying, actually, guys, if you follow this path, that's where it leads. The wages of sin is death. If you keep following this, if you forget how much I love you, if you don't walk in my ways, it's going to affect your life. And you're going to have hell potentially here on earth and eternally. However, we don't have to through Jesus. We don't have to miss out. He can set us free and we can walk a different path. Not to earn anything, but to put effort in. And so we can bring, uh, the wage of that can be life, not death. And so the three things we've covered, and again, this is a summary, is know God's heart for you. As a response, worship him with your whole heart. So not because we're earning anything, not because we're performing for God, but because he's asked us to practice it because he loves us. And out of that, we worship him with our whole heart. And we talked about you become like what you worship. And so it has a transformative or transformation to it. We worship God. We worship Jesus. We start to look a lot like Jesus. We start to sound, smell maybe, act like Jesus, discipleship. And then lastly, we talked about let God into the brokenness and mess of our lives. He's not a God of the squeaky clean. He wasn't born in a fully cleaned hospital in a nice ward in Southport. He was born in a dirty cave because he came into the mess, came for the lost. And we talked about last week how it talks about messy marriages, messy relationships, broken relationships over Christmas. God wants to be in that and redeem that and stir in that, and bring life into that. And so this week, this morning, we're going to get a bit practical. We're finishing off, what can we put into practice as we approach 2019? And we try to remember the hope that we have in Jesus, and the hope of his return. So yeah, we're going to be talking a bit about hope. So a bit more practical, a bit of practice today. And in the hope that we don't miss out on what Jesus is doing in 2019. And 19. So let's look at how this book, this last bit of the book starts. It is futile to serve God. What do we gain by carrying out his requirements and going about the mourners before the Lord Almighty? But now we call the arrogant blessed. Certainly evildoers prosper and even when they put God to the test, they get away with it. This final question where we see the people's hearts, they just don't get it. They're not interested in getting it. They're not interested in pursuing the freedom in Christ or freedom in Yahweh at that time. They're not interested in what he's doing. The last chapter, and it begins with the most disappointing conclusion for most of the people of God. They look around and they sit in the blessing of everything God's given. At the time the temple's been rebuilt, at the time they're back in the Holy Land, their promised land, they have all of God's promises, and they're still looking around And to put it in 2019 kind of ways, they're looking around and going, oh, I only have one TV. The nation over there has two TVs. That's not fair. Have you seen the neighbor's new car? I only have this one It's three years old. That's not fair. Um, They say the arrogant bless. They look at the material. They look at the surface stuff and they totally forget what God is doing. So, uh, 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 Penny at work got that job I wanted and Lewis makes more money. Gemma has more Facebook likes than me totally forgetting the depth of what God has done and is doing in them. How sad. Completely will miss out. We know they miss out. They've just completely given over to the materialistic and flesh. Probably because we saw a couple of chapters ago, that's what they worship. They worship the governors of the world. They worship those that have much. And so naturally, that's what they're interested in. And they fail to see what God has done and is doing they stopped thanking God worshipping God for what he's done God gave them festivals meals rituals sacrifices for them to remember yet they're not even doing these to their full extent in 2019 if we're going to live in the full hope of God in his full ways let us find ways to remind ourselves Of the hope we have in jesus and so i haven't called this one two three because i've already done one two three so it's abc live out of the hope we have that's the first practice for 2019 live out of the hope we have in jesus when you wake up in this material world it speaks to you instantly if you have a phone i've spoke about this before if you look at your phone the first thing that speaks into your day your week your month your year is your mobile phone If you turn on the TV, the first thing that's going to speak into your day, your week, your month, your year is the news or what the media wants you to see and the commercials and the ads. And so you do that, you're going to go down a certain path of transformation because they get the first voice into your day. When we say grace before dinner, when we sit down with Christian friends and family, this is one I've been challenged with recently because I try to with young kids get through grace as quickly as possible so they can get to bed (laughs) and eat and they're tired and they're spilling and I just, so thank you God for our food. Seriously, what a waste of an opportunity to live out of the hope we have and actually spend a moment thanking God for what he's given us, what he's done that day. The hope we have. Things to consider, this is not meant to make you feel guilty, just things that I've been challenged with as we try to live out of the hope we have. Grace, the way we wake up. And our prayer life. When we sit with God at this time of year, is it just our Christmas list of woes and anxieties and material wants? God wants to hear that, by the way. It's not not bad. God wants to hear everything. But sometimes, should we, as it says up there, sometimes can we just be still? And remember who God is, what he's done. And live out of the hope that day, that week, that month, that year we have in Christ. This is not so God will love you more. We don't do these things so God will love you more. As that's covered, we do this to remember the love and hope he already has for us so we don't miss out on what he's doing. So we're not too busy looking at our social media feed or our neighbour's new car to see what God is doing amongst us. And so just have a, a mental like, moment. I'm going to keep going, but think about, even if it's just your notes today, just write, what practice can I put in 2019 that'll allow me to remember the hope I have every single day? To not grow weary in it, to not forget it, to not get distracted if you're taking notes this morning, what practice can I put in to live out of the hope we have? Let me keep reading. Remember, Mission Impossible, heading towards communion, so we're going to do it. We're going to have enough time. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honoured his name. This is a uh, a group that the Bible refers to as the remnant. The remnant. I think I'm saying that right. The remnant, sorry. Which if I had a band, if I was forming a band, I reckon that would be a pretty cool band name. That was a side point. Write that down for those forming a band. The remnant. It's this group of people that spoke about, kind of sometimes in each generation or sometimes in each couple of generations, and it's a group that get it. There is a group within the group that haven't missed out, that understand God is doing something. So we can actually look at what they're doing and help us find some of the clues to not missing out on what Jesus is doing, the remnant. The the definition of the remnant is a part or quantity that is left after the greater part has been used, removed or destroyed. So the rest of Israel is distracted. There's this small group that get it, the remnant. Love that name. <laughs> Most of this book is about those that have forgotten, but this is a group that hasn't. This is a group that uh, both, there's a bit of prophecy as well here. The remnant also refers to us, the church that will continue the work after Jesus, but it also talks to a group that is now as well. Here's what it says about it. It says, it doesn't say a ton, but here's what it says. It says they fear God the biggest explanation we have of them they fear God come straight back to the first point of the first week they understand who God is this group have not forgotten the all-powerful all-loving God and there's a fear in that not scared they're going to be hurt but a reverence towards Yahweh they haven't forgotten he calls them God calls them through Malachi his treasured possessions They are living out of the hope they have in Yahweh. Please note, the whole of Israel isn't a remnant. So it's important to note, you can possibly be part of church, you can be part of 100 church activities, you can be on 70 different rosters for church, which we appreciate all volunteers, but you can still forget what it's about. So these were God's people, and only a small people in that actually understood what God was doing. And so he gives this final warning then. He says, Surely the day is coming, it will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. So he's talking about the wider Israel. Don't have much time to go into this this morning. But interesting enough, yet again, this threat talks about branches and the roots of trees. It's not a blind random fire. In fact, about a chapter ago it talks about a refiner's fire. So yes, it's talking about eternal hell, but sometimes we need to be careful when we talk about hell. We we, meant we see fire in the Bible, not instantly go to hell. There's an eternal judgment, but there's also a, a fire, a refiner's fire that is at work constantly. So there's a remnant, that's what will be left. Again, it's about so much more than a threat. It's about don't miss out. Know who God is. Don't miss out on what he is doing because the other path is going to end badly. It's going to end in destruction. So much more depth around the heaven and hell picture that we give it credit for. Sometimes we just go off the Catholicism or cartoon picture and we see a fire and we just picture the guy with a pitchfork standing there poking people. So much more that has to do with that hellfire, that refiner's fire. Yes, an eternal destination, but also a transformation process now. And a warning. Let me keep going. So how do we practice this? How do we not miss out? How do we be like the remnant? It says this, it says this, it says, They feared the Lord, but it also says, Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and the laws I gave him at Hoab for all of Israel. So we spoke about the law two weeks ago, had many purposes, but one purpose was transformative. One purpose of the law was the people of God would hopefully look more like Yahweh as they did the sacrifices, as they remembered who God was, as they had the massive festivals, as they ate together, they would remember more of who God was. Now we're no longer under the law so we know that's why we're not sacrificing lambs this morning we're not under the law but jesus has saved us he has been the lamb of god we are free we're not performing to be saved we're not earning a seat at the table jesus already has reconciled us back to god but we're still a disciple of jesus we can still practice his footsteps as it brings the invitation and promise of a life with the Creator, both now and full kingdom come. We can live with God today in His ways, in His footsteps, practicing. We can make mistakes. We can try Friday night to surface at 10 o'clock and learn what works and what doesn't and what's scary and what's not. It's part of the journey with Christ. I've called this Practicing the Hope. And I've got this analogy. So we've got a, um, an Advent calendar. Who's used an Advent calendar before? So some have chocolate in them. Ours has little tasks to do with the kids. So we'll go see Christmas lights next week. So they'll get that out it Says Christmas lights. Some of them have chocolates. After a while, we can't think of all the days, so we just put chocolates in there. But, but there's at least five or six activities in there. <clears throat> and the idea of an Advent, being, meaning coming... Um, an event that is coming the, the idea of an advent calendar is each day you get more excited so December the 1st it's leading to December the 25th you take out and you have a chocolate as I said we've got Christmas lights next week I think another one we want to take the kids and do a little bit of shopping for glimmer of Light um, that's a bit of a plug for the, the hampers um, and, and yeah just show the kids what it looks like to give outside of ourselves and so we've got these little activities and each one gets more excited for the big day I reckon that's a beautiful picture of what we should be doing all year round. The difference between law and the, because we have to, we're going to get in trouble if we don't, God won't love us or like us, or we're doing it because we want to be more excited. We want to be where God is. We want to practice and in, in increase the hope we have in Jesus. So it's more like an advent calendar when we practice the ways of Jesus. Not about we'll be punished if we don't, but how much will we be in God's will and the hope we'll have if we do. So things like creating habits, silence and solitude before God, being still, fasting, generosity, loving our neighbours, prayer, praise, radical hospitality is a series we just did recently, eating with others. These practices remind us of the hope and get us excited, not just for Christmas, but get us excited for the ultimate return of Jesus and his kingdom. Helps us not grow weary living out of the hope. I've called this practicing our hope or practicing the hope we have. is a common theme right throughout the Bible. Isaiah 40, 31 even talks about this. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Because they have the Advent calendar, the ultimate Advent calendar that gets them excited each day because they get to do something with God and then they get to think about the fact of what he's done and what he's going to do, practicing the hope of Christ. So again, the question, what does 2019 look like? How will you remember the hope you have? And how will you practice the hope you have? The world will give us, come January, you won't be able to turn on a TV without a gym ad coming on. (laughs) Or without all the New Year's resolutions, without healthy eating, which is all good. Or school ads for schools, is your kid in the right school, all that stuff. The world, don't worry, the world will give you their habits before they get to you before January kicks off what habits are you going to put into practice the hope to remember the hope you have in Christ and last last one this was actually most challenging for me it hit I can't I haven't seen I read through it before I did this obviously and then I've been reading through it each week and this one hit me um, as it's super challenging and speaks into where I think the church is going and pr- pr- can't speak this morning. Putting things in priority next year. Let me read. See, I will send the prophet Elijah to you before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. 400 years of silence from that point on. And then Jesus returns or Jesus comes in the form of a baby and barely anyone notices and they don't get it. They've completely missed the point. So question, what do you think happened to the remnant? Because I'm going to give you a theory that's not in but I'm going to give you a bit of a, a process that may or may not have. I have this, I'm thinking about it. What happened to the remnant that even they... 400 years later, didn't recognise. And I have this, and this is not, this is just a little theory based on humankind, what human does throughout the years. But, so let me speculate. I imagine that those passionate about the law passed it on to their children. The hope of the Messiah, they're practising his hope daily. Then they pass it on to their children. And at some point, the hope was lost or watered down. Lost at some point, and the picture of generously loving the Father was lost. And this, 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 the God that loves them dearly, that has a hope for them, was started, got lost for most of the remnant. And I think who was left when Jesus came that were the most passionate about the law? The Pharisees. I wonder, and we know that some of the Pharisees got it, but for most of them, they completely missed Jesus. We know that because they tried to kill him. I wonder if that remnant went from hope into law over 400 years. We don't give the Pharisees a lot of credit. They're the ones that kept the Torah alive. They passed it on. They did so much good. That's, I think that's why Jesus was so hard on them because he loved what they did dearly, but they'd missed the point. So whether I'm right about that or not, there's a lesson there about passing the hope onto the, gener- onto the next generation, onto the lost and even if I'm wrong about that, it says it right there because it says fathers will turn to their sons and sons to their fathers or else. And so my last kind of practice this morning is to pass the hope on. Pass the hope on. Do what Chinchilla is trying to do this weekend and remind young people the hope you have. Pass it on. Pass it on to the lost in surface paradise. Even if they threaten to kidnap you, they still need, that guy needs hope. (laughs) Pass the hope on. There's a heap of challenges for us at Burley in that. I'm conscious that we have two services, two different generations. I think, how does that play into a Bible verse that says, get the family together or it's not as effective, or else. I don't know. That's what I've been challenged with personally, As I pray about 2019. What does the end of Malachi have for us? But this Christmas, let's not open that up just yet. Let's pray about who we can pass the hope on to. Who in your life can you have over for Christmas, or have over for a pre-Christmas event, or even, because we knew this was coming, I can't find a flyer, we're even putting a Christmas event on here, so you don't even have to host it. Just bring some trifle because I love trifle and rock up on the 23rd and bring them with you and we'll sing some carols and we can try to pass the hope on. Live from the hope, practice the hope and pass the hope on this Christmas. Let that be our prayer in 2019 and let us be in 2019 right there beside Jesus. Not the ones missing out but right there beside him in his ways in his will and in the hope he has for us what we're going to do one of the best ways that God has given us to cover all those three is church this community meeting together is a discipline especially if you're a young family I'm conscious that young families I've said it before will walk in the door and the kids will start crying and they'll miss the sermon and they'll barely hear the worship and they might get a bit of morning tea on them and they might eat some And they might think at the end, what's the point? The point is, you've dedicated your family once a week to try to remember the hope of Jesus. And it affects the rest of the week. And the other way we do that is we have communion and remember what Jesus has done through the shedding of his blood and giving his body for us so that we don't live under the law. We're living in the hope, living from the hope. And so we're going to do that now. What happens now? Two people are going to come up and they're going to stand here and there. And I'll get someone to help Jane if she hasn't. Oh, she's on it. And you're going to come forward and take communion. Then they're going to collect the glasses and we're just going to spend a moment thinking about the hope we have in Jesus. And if you haven't already, write down some of those challenges for next year. I'd hate to go through an entire book of Old Testament prophetic literature And all we did is just learn a little bit how sad for it not to affect us and affect next year. So take some notes, think about next year and have a discussion maybe in your small group with your partner, with your friends about how this plays out into 2019. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you that um, you remain the same, that your love remains the same for us, Lord. Thank you for what you did on the cross, Father. Thank you for firstly and foremost that you love us, that you've reconciled us back, that we are allowed a seat at the family table, Father. And I just pray right now we can take a moment to remember that, remember what it costs, and live this week from it, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.